The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to our March 2019 edition of Winners and Losers on the Voices of Search podcast. We're going to take a look back over this month and talk about some of the trends behind some of the biggest movers and shakers and slackers in the SEO world. Joining us today for Winners and Losers is Tyson Stockton, who is the Director of Search Metrics as Services. Tyson manages our SEO content and client success organizations, and outside of shepherding Search Metrics's largest and most strategic clients to SEO success, He has dug through the search metric suite to help you understand who's making moves in the SEO community. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's our monthly sit down with Search Metrics's Director of Services, Tyson Stockton. Tyson, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, Finn. Lots of changes and movements going on this week. Seems like it was a busy month, uh, some updates, some big changes across a couple of key industries. So let's dive right into it and just talk about what we saw from Google. There was a big YMYL focused change. Tell me a little bit about what you know. Yeah, so little little disclaimer going into this session, you know, normally in these we want to talk more to what's going on for the whole month, and this one's going to be really heavily skewed towards this algorithm update because it kind of dwarfs a lot of the other movements that have happened earlier in the month. So actually the the update that happened was on March 12th that it was announced and this was a core update and meaning that it was like impacting the core algorithm. And that also signifies that it's not necessarily targeted on any specific one industry. So in the initial kind of like reports that were coming out and the information that was kind of moving around was that Google confirmed it was a core update. It was also said that it wasn't going to focus on any specific one industry. 
And then it was also known that it was going to have kind of like a rollout period where it was hitting all markets at the same time where sometimes they might have like a US market first and then kind of cascade out. So this one was supposed to roll out across the board, but then take a few weeks to really kind of like settle in. So the first week that it happened, and again, it was March 12th and people were kind of calling it the Florida 2, but March 12th was where they landed on the lovely naming. But after the first like the week in our research cloud update, we saw some movement and there are a lot of early kind of findings that was talking more of your money, your life, and those kind of like it's focused on the health or the finance industry. And even though we saw a lot of movement in the beginning part or the first week in those sectors, we saw that shift this last week. And this last week, we saw a lot more significant movements and definitely like more disruptive as far as like results and how websites kind of responded to these changes. So talk to me about some of the industries that you think were impacted. You mentioned that health and finance were some of the areas that we thought were going to be impacted. Um, We also have seen some shifts in e-commerce and specifically in the auto market. Tell me what happened in in the health industry first. Yeah, so the health industry there, they've been the almost center focus in a lot of these, it seems. And there's kind of like the quick like go-to, like, oh, something happens. That's like an industry that a lot of people tend to look to really early on because there is so much kind of focus on that as far as how it impacts users' well-beings. And it was certainly a rough, a rough go for a lot of the big players in that space. Starting out with one of the largest websites in the health industry, WebMD, just this last week, they took a 9% decrease in their overall visibility. They still are a market leader, of course, but that was an area that we saw them decrease. And interesting enough, and this is going to be a consistent theme that we'll touch on again and again in this conversation, is in the previous core update, which there was actually three core or like major core updates in 2018 that was announced or kind of confirmed by Google. And especially the one that we saw a lot of movement on was kind of the late October one. And WebMD was on the winning side of that first of kind of that August update. And this, we saw them come back down. So overall, I'd say they're still up from that swing. Um, but this was a pretty substantial, pretty big hit for them. Then Healthline was another website that is in the health industry losing 29% of their SO visibility. You also saw an increase kind of in that August timeframe, not as much in the September update. But you saw some upward trends kind of at that part of Q3, Q4 of last year. And then definitely the one that had the most substantial fallout was and they had a 74% decrease. Um, So the most substantial decrease that we saw in the health industry. And this website, just like the others, and it was more on the September core update, they had a sharp uptick but not nearly as substantial as this downturn. So with these updates, it seems like you know companies like WebMD have been bounced around a little bit. They were positive on the last update. This update, they were negative. Healthline, kind of a similar story. Everyday Health got absolutely crushed in terms of visibility from this update. Who is the winner in the health industry? Why, you know, like if there is a 
reduction in visibility for all of these major sites in health, doesn't somebody have to win? Yeah. And I think there are still like kind of like niche sites that are emerging kind of on the front side, but they get dwarfed a little bit in these large uh, websites when you're looking at kind of like the macro lens. But one website that does kind of surface that had a few good weeks in a row here, so it's a strong march overall, is the Mayo Clinic uh, org, up 4% just this last week. But again, similar kind of bombs over the course of the month. And they're also interesting because you have the kind of the reverse trend is what we saw with some of these others. So some of the other ones, they had a positive bump on those September algorithm updates and then a sharp decline or kind of movement now. The Mayo Clinic actually had bumps in the same direction. So they were on the positive side of kind of some of those updates towards Q, Q3 time period of 2018. And this one... Not nearly as pronounced and as noticeable of an impact on their site compared to some of their competitors, but they were still positive, positive trajectory on this. So it's still good signs for them. Yeah. It, it sounds like the industry as a whole saw a decrease in visibility. And the fact that the Mayo Clinic was slightly up, you know, bucks the trend. And, and that probably makes them the winner during this time frame and for the health industry. Uh, related to this update. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, they've had small wins week over week going back to the beginning of February. So I'd say we see a lot of stability in their uh, rankings. They've been, they've had these kind of like little bit more significant movements, but I think the noticeable thing, really the point that would solidify them as a winner for this month in my book is the stability that they've had through the increase over the last year, and then also being on the winning side of the last two core updates, that would give me a little bit kind of a relief in a very volatile industry lately. Okay. Talk to me a little bit about some of the other industries that were affected. Um, I know that there's some e-commerce companies that we've been talking about pretty consistently in our winners and losers episodes. How are the big boys affected? The Amazons, the Walmarts of the world? Uh, this was a very rough last week for the the big e-commerce players. This was the most substantial decrease in one week that I've seen with Amazon over the course of probably the last few years. They had an 8% decrease on their overall visibility, which in percentage points isn't the most. Like We just discussed one that was like high 70s. Uh, there's several others that beat them in like percentage points. But as far as like the volume or the absolute number of SEO visibility points lost across most of the all of the industries that I've looked at on this, um, they're right up there, and they're actually in our overall winners and losers um, portion of the the research cloud. We had them in our database as the one that lost the most ranking in this one individual week. So they've had, and they certainly were on the winning side of these algorithms last year. So I wouldn't say that they've completely kind of neglected that. But that one in particular, I think, as far as volume goes, had the biggest decline and the biggest shift. Um, so that one's really substantial. Walmart, which you remember from previous episodes, was on the winning side of the previous kind of algorithm update. And they had a good start to the year. We talked about them around Black Friday and kind of... They had a good Christmas too. Exactly. Like it was, you know, they were winning in the right times. 
And it seems to me that they're coming down a little bit or coming back down to earth. It's not as big of a, a decrease that we saw in the last couple of weeks as the increase that they experienced going into Q4. But still, as far as the month of March goes, they would be on this on this losers list. So do you think that Walmart's adjustment and the softening that they saw this week was because of the core update? Or is this just the Walmart site coming back to reality a little bit after having a hot December, January, and February? I would say this is related to this algorithm update. Like the movements that we saw on the domain kind of in the time between the last two core updates were like there definitely were movements, but it wasn't as substantial as pronounced as this. The timing, looking at some of the keywords that have dropped in comparison to some other competitors, all the signs kind of point that this is more of the website responding to this tweak or change to the core algorithm rather than just kind of like a normal settling or changes that they're making to the site. Yeah. So not a not a random change that happened to Walmart really related to the recent update. Who are some of the winners in e-commerce, you know, related to this update? I think definitely the one that I would say is is the winner and really an overall winner in in my book looking at their last 6 to 9 months is Etsy. They had a 15% increase in just this last week as well as uh, two positive weeks before that. And as far as like the trajectory goes, they've been on a positive trajectory since about end of May in 2018. They were on the winning side of the update in September or kind of going into October. They saw a good jump there. But this is a website. It's a very competitive space that they're in. They have a lot of user-generated, which we touched on also before. That's a hard space to do well. But this this algorithm update, as well as just and looking at kind of their graph over time, it's a it's it's not just algorithm updates that are helping them. It's it's clear that they're doing a lot of work on the site and a lot of positive things to improve their overall performance. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So Etsy's been on an upward trend. We think that this update helped them continue that. Is the 
because of this update, the fact that Etsy has unique content, even though it's user generated, as opposed to the Walmarts and Amazons of the world are, you know, a lot of overlap in terms of what those products are. So less of it is actually unique. Um, I mean, I, I think that can be a, a portion to it, but I, th- I think there's going to be a lot more layers that go into this one. I mean, it is true. You're not going to have Etsy competing against terms like iPhone or MacBook or, you know, running shoes, something like super, super broad, but you are going to get more of those niche queries. But I mean, we also saw some movement on their site that are on some of these parent kind of terms. So I think it's it's really a combination for them. It's them living in a little bit of that niche market, but then also how like how they're competing and they're kind of like the structure of the, of the pages in the site. One thing that we saw quite a bit of when we started to dig into the keywords that had the biggest movements is there's kind of this play between like informational and transactional intents. And when you get to the really high parents kind of topics like running shoes or just shoes or even iPhone, because there's so many variations and models of like the iPhone, is that we're seeing a lot more informational kind of queries along with the transactional where before it might have been a little bit more predominantly transactional intent. So I think that, and it's it's part of your point on like the area that Etsy operates in, is they may not have as much of those informational, but then they have succeeded in one. And just as a like anecdotal example is, and it's it's probably not like a very transactional one for Etsy's part, but looking at their winner keywords that jumped up this last week, a keyword like skulls jumped up ninety two positions and on the first page for so. Obviously, okay, they're not having information around skulls, but as far as like still ranking for a term that has a blend between transactional and informational queries or kind of informational uh, URLs, they're not they're not really suffering as much. So you mentioned that some of the brand terms were affected, or the, I say brand terms, but some of the queries that can be both informational and transactional were affected. How were some of the more branded companies affected? I think a great example of that, and we kind of touched on it with some of the electronics topics. Um, Apple, I would also put in the winner category. So we saw this movement on specifically with like the e-commerce sites of a lot of the big swings happening on those like uh, top kind of parent terms. And then when you get a website like Apple, we saw a 5% increase. So where you're having like substantial swings and negative downturns of other e-commerce sites, Apple is an e-commerce site. So they have those intents and those page types. But then being the manufacturer and the one producing the product, they're also going to have a lot of pages on the informational queries of telling you about the new iPhone or iPad and giving you all the kind of the latest and greatest of it. So this is an interesting space because in one way, they have this separation that they need to create on the site of parts of the site that are informational intent and parts of the site that are transactional. But when we see as far as this update goes and how some of the other websites that are especially pure play transactional, they're one that we're seeing not only like maintain their ranking on the transactional terms, but also keeping um, that progress and that momentum on the informational terms as well. 
So it seems like a company like Apple or Apple specifically not only was able to sort of keep the ship heading the right way where some of the larger e-commerce players were negatively affected, but they also saw a positive trend in both transactional and e-commerce terms. Yeah, I'd say a lot a lot more of the loss this go around was, you know, there's a good amount on informational, but I would say it wasn't as much the movement in those terms as well as just what their overall performance is. And they are able to rank and do well in both of those categories. Okay. Talk to me about the the last industry that we saw a pretty big swing in, which is automotive. It's a subset of e-commerce. What was interesting about what happened in the automotive industry? Yeah, I thought the automotive industry was interesting because similar to Apple, you have this blend of intent types. And a lot of the big players in the automotive space are going to have both like a transactional section of the site where they're selling or they're listing cars that are for sale. And then a lot of them will have kind of like reviews or like what's new about this car. And so you have, again, this play of like intent on the parts of the site. And this was another one that we saw some stability in some companies. And then we also saw some pretty big movements in others. I'd say the most notable and the one that's just easy to kind of call out was Car Gurus. And Car Gurus had a 37% decline this last week. So that's a pretty substantial loss. That's one of the biggest swings that I've seen from this site over the last couple of years. They're a site that have done extremely well in recent years. Like I'd say in the last five years, they've really commanded a huge ownership of like market share and just overall performance. But when you look at them in the last year, you see quite a bit more volatility. And in maybe if we go back five to two years, you saw this kind of steady, almost Wayfair like increase over time. But over the last 12 months, you see these wins and losses and you really see that they kind of peaked, at least for the time period of the last 12 months, you see the peak and their all-time visibility peak at 729, 2018. Since then, they've been on a decline, but they haven't had such a fallout as this. And why I think that's important when we talk about this update and the car market in, as a whole is because car gurus, unlike some of their other competitors, is very heavily transactional skewed in the way that their website's structured and the way that their website's designed. They don't have as much content in car reviews or what's new about different cars and things like that as some of their competitors, where majority of their sites that they have is that transactional intent. They've done very well at performing in both areas. So this I thought was interesting seeing that kind of that swing happen on their site. When we look at some other websites like cars.com or yeah, actually one that so cars.com very minimal change. It was negative 1%, but I would take that as a win being that a lot of their other competitors had this movement. Cars.com they're going to have that blend. They have the informational side, they have the transactional side and it seems to be that they did fared a little bit better in this space. Auto Traders, one that also had a decrease of 4% this week and a rougher march in kind of comparison, but still definitely not, not in the same volume than what we saw with Car Gurus. Okay. So 
seems like there's kind of wild variances across multiple different industries. And we've seen some decreases in visibility up to 74% related to the recent update. And then on the positive side, we haven't seen these huge bumps. And so really the winners for this month are really going to be companies that kind of held the line and just didn't see the type of softness we did in their industry. Talk to me about who you see as the biggest winners for this month. Um, biggest winners is, I would say, probably, especially in the e-commerce space, Etsy. Um, Etsy did really well. Um, another winner in e-commerce, which we didn't get into, was storylines very similar to the others, is Wayfair. They lost a lot in the, in the last core update, and they kind of horseshoed and recaptured a lot of that. So Wayfair is also going to be on the winner's list. Um, as far as the rest of their industry took huge losses, Mayo Clinic's on the winners as well for me. And yeah, I think those would be my, my big three right now um, for this update. Yeah. So it seems like Etsy, because they continued their positive trend throughout this update, but they've been on a pretty hot streak lately. And then Mayo is a winner, honestly, because they just didn't get crushed like the rest of the health industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's flip the coin. Who uh, who do you think uh, was the loser for this month? Um, I would say okay. So the first one, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get two different flip sides of the coin. So one, I'd say the absolute uh, volume of visibility loss. So I'd say Amazon, even though it's eight percent. Again, they're the waterline so high with them that that eight percent is a greater loss than any other one website we saw this last week. So I'd put them in this category. Um, then from like the other side for overall percentage points that I saw, the largest percentage point swing of the sites that I looked at, I'd say everyday health at a 74% decrease, uh, which that's a, that's a pretty scary swing. Yeah, I think for the SEO at uh, everyday health, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, give us a jingle. <laughs> Uh, any other losers or last thoughts on this month? What happened in March? Yeah, um, I mean, I think we we hit on the other the other losers. I think the the one point that I would like to leave on to is I don't anticipate that this is the full complete extent of it. When these core algorithm updates hit, like it came out, and it was launched on the twelfth, and now we're still seeing these ripples. And this last week, we saw the biggest movement by far compared to the previous week when kind of like more of the commotion was going on about it. So I do expect to see some kind of these still these ripples of the impact. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how the beginning part and really how April plays out and what kind of what trends we see continue and which ones we see kind of maybe soften or reverse a little bit. Yeah, I think that the Google Core algorithm, the metaphor for it is it's like an earthquake. There's there's likely going to be aftershocks. So, you know, get ready to jump back under the table if you start to see your uh, SEO visibility uh, increase or decrease because the, the world might be moving under your feet. Absolutely. I mean, the, the last three core updates, almost all the most impacted websites on any one of those, regardless if it's up or down, that's a perfect place to start looking for the websites that were impacted by this last update. Okay. All right. That wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Tyson Stockton, Searchmetrics' Director of Services. If you'd like to learn more about Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can send him a tweet at Tyson underscore Stockton. That's T-Y-S-O-N underscore S-T-O-C-K-T-O-N. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk to me about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can shoot me a tweet at Ben J. Shap. It's B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. Uh, if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed later this week. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.